Dionisio at the plate, he's over to today. Swakowski, the big right hander, lets it go. It's right down Broadway. Dionisio lets it fly, and it's. Oh, it's raining now. Welcome to another episode of Rain Delay Theater. I'm Jack Swakowski. And I'm Jeremy Dionisio. Uh, and this is the podcast where two bums talk about other bums at baseball games. For the first time all season, Jeremy and I did sort of attend a baseball game uh, last night, uh, July 31st, Friday. We uh, uh, went to Waveland Avenue and we acted as uh, ball hawks like they did in the old Sammy Sosa days of the late 90s. Um, and we, uh, we tried to take in as much of the game experience as possible without actually um, being able to see the Cubs and the Pirates play inside of Brickley Field. Right, without seeing one actual player. <laughs> we were at the game. <laughs> um, uh, so uh, t- this is episode number 84. So we're going to do uh, player debuts from the year 1984 for this one. Jeremy, uh, who do you have for 1984? Well, um, so I have a I have a two for a two for here. Okay. Um, my uh, nineteen eighty four uh, debuts or rookies, I guess, uh, are a combo of Phil Bradley and Brad Kaminsk. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, to, to quote the movie The Dirty Dozen, uh, Donald Sutherland's character, never heard of them. Um, <laughs> I've never, I've never, I've never heard of those guys, Jeremy. That's fair. That and nor should you have, um, uh, Jack. But. Um, uh, so again, these are two guys, Phil Bradley and Brad Kaminsk were two guys that I just kind of remembered from baseball cards. I think Phil Bradley had maybe more of a, a rem- like a notable uh, career, even though yet still not notable. Uh, 78 career homers, uh, career 286 batting average, so not terrible. Um, but uh, he, uh, wow, that's this is very interesting. So the reason why I picked these two guys. Um, uh, yeah, I, I would say, yeah, definitely. Phil Bradley had the better year uh, career than Brad Kaminsk was um, because it, it, uh-huh. I was looking at the list. I was looking at the list of debuts from 1984, and um, I saw Phil Bradley. The name, the name will always uh, stick out to me because um, on July 30th, 1990, we've been talking a lot about the 1990 White Sox uh, these last couple episodes, uh, which is I find uh, disturbing a little bit, <laughs> um, but. Uh, in 1990, so imagine, so a Jeremy, I had just had my ninth birthday uh, about a month ago. I was nine nine years and one month old, about, uh, talking to a friend of mine on the street corner, like hanging out with a neighborhood friend, and he told me that the White Sox traded Ron Kittle. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I'm like, no, they traded Ron Kittle? Because I'm on the record on this podcast of saying I was a Ron Kittle fan. Yeah. Um, uh, so they, I found out through this goofball kid in my neighborhood that they had traded Ron Kittle. I'm like, no, like I'm like, I hope that like, who did they get back? I hope someone good. And he's like, yeah, I don't know. Some Brad guy. Uh, and I'm like, Brad Kaminsk. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and I'm like, uh, and I was like, um, you know, he wasn't even on the white Sox. I don't even know. Like, it's just like a name that I knew. Um, or maybe I thought that they traded for him or something. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I think so. And then I was like, oh, man, they got they got Ron. They traded away Ron Kittle and they they got Brad Kaminsk. And then, like, I saw that it was Phil Bradley. Okay. Um, so they got Phil Bradley uh, uh, for Ron Kittle on July 30th, 1990. Uh, and then I'm looking at his, like uh, – he uh, his his career and he ended up playing forty five games for that that White Sox that year, uh, and then never played again. 
So that was the end of the Phil Bradley, Jesus. Phil Bradley's career. Um, you know, I guess he couldn't handle, you know, that, that was his, his sign to hang it up that he got traded to the White Sox, I guess. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but so forever, so forever, Phil Bradley and Brad Kaminsk are like, um, like linked in my head for some odd reason. So there you go. Those are my, that's my 1984 guys. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you're that age, Jeremy, you just, you don't understand, um, the business of baseball and why they would trade guys, you know? So your favorite guy gets traded. It's like, it's, it's, it's devastating for you. You know, you feel betrayed as a fan. Uh, Brad Kaminsk, though I've never heard of him. He's got like a, one of those strange last names where it's like, uh, you know, like Johnny, like Johnny Peralta, where it's like they spelled Johnny wrong or something like Brad Kaminsk. It's like somebody left the Y off, you know, like his name should be like Kaminsky, S-K-Y. How is it spelled? Is it spelled K-A-M-I-N-S-K? Let me look him up here. No, no, it's not. K-O-M-M-I-N-S-K. Okay, that makes a... Yeah, you were you were close enough, I guess. But, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, that 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 is a that's an odd last name, Jeremy. Um, but yeah. a, but a but a good story. Uh, mine, uh, my is Rob Deere, and uh, it's funny, Jeremy, because you were very clairvoyant when we were going through, uh, you know, the list on Baseball Reference of players who made their debut. You asked me, "Are you going to pick Rob Deere?" Without me even saying anything, I, to the point where I had to say, "Did I already? Did I say I was going to?" You said, "You said no. <laughs> you just guessed it." Um, yeah. Rob Deere was uh, a little bit. He was before my time. Uh, his last year in the uh, I was born in '86. His last year with the Brewers was 1990. But I, I feel like his legend sort of lived on um he's one of those guys that like you know as as a kid growing up or even now like brewers fans will still talk about him uh i guess maybe he was kind of like a poor man's dave kingman uh he uh he hit a ton of home runs uh he struck out a lot and he hit for a very low average um he led the league in strikeouts four times um, and probably could have done it every yeah. year. I mean, in 1986, he struck out 179 times and didn't lead the league, and he only batted 466 times. Uh, guy, I, I would be interested to see who was number two in that in that year because guys didn't like nowadays. Hunter, you said 179, like that. I feel yeah, like that's it, pedestrian now almost. Oh yeah, absolutely. And the yeah, his, his most strikeouts was 186 strikeouts in 474 official at bats. So I mean, that's he's striking out about you know. Uh, off the top of my head, almost 30% of the time. Um, yeah, he hit a career 220, uh, but he did hit 230 bombs in his career. So his, uh, his home run total was higher than his, uh, you know, his career average. Um, yeah, so Rob Deere, he's a, he's, he's a legend. He lives on. And I feel like most of the time, at least when he was with the Brewers, he played with a mustache. So like you just kind of imagine this, yeah. this, big, uh, this big burly guy with like a mustache. Uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's a brewer, I guess, as you could say. He was kind of a born... A born brewer. Um, yeah, I I would vehemently uh, agree with you on that one, Jack. Yeah, he he is a brewer for sure. As much <laughs> as Matt Stairs is a brewer, he's also a brewer. God <laughs> dear. Um, well, there you go. Yeah. So I mean, I, actually, Jack, I'm glad that um, that's very cool that Rob Deere and Ron Kittle came up in the same conversation because I, I believe I've said this before on the podcast, but like, um, you know, as a little kid, speaking of being a fan as a little kid, um, you know, to me. Uh, like, you know, the, I remember seeing just ran, maybe just randomly catching like a Rob Deere Homer on TV and like, uh, a Ron Kittle Homer on TV and just having it like soar in the lights and just be thinking like these guys were like the most powerful, like players in baseball. 
Um, I'll, I'll maybe add like Jack Clark to that list as well. I think I saw like Jack Clark hit like a crazy homer uh, as like a very little kid, and I thought these guys were like you know baseball Zeus's or something. Um, you know, but, Jeremy, uh, but, yeah. I, I think I've I've touched on a good episode idea here. So it'd be modern players you would have loved as a kid but don't give a shit about now because you're too smart of a baseball <laughs> fan. You know what I mean? Like yeah, Ma- for sure. Or Ma- yeah, yeah, Mar- yeah, Mark, better. yeah, like Mark Reynolds. Mark Reynolds is a guy I probably would have loved as a kid. You know, I, I would have gone to a game, yeah. I would have seen Mark Reynolds hit a home run, and I would have been like, oh, man, this guy's awesome. But, uh, yeah. you know, now that I'm a baseball fan, not, not that I'm like an actual intelligent baseball fan, I know better. Uh, <laughs> so, so, yeah. There he is. That's, well, Mark Reynolds, sorry that you, you just got taken out by a random, like, sniper shot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but uh, he, he, he gone, I guess. Um, uh, but, yeah, uh, yeah I, I, like, I have those fond memories of Rob Deere as well, and that's from a Chicago kid who, like, maybe just saw him, like, a couple times on TV. Um, but uh, – and I'll also say one more thing to wrap up. And maybe you – I think you maybe know this, Jack, but maybe it has slipped your mind. But you are Rob Deere, Jack. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. The Rob Deere bobblehead. So my uh, on our uh, on our, our art for the, uh, the the cover art for the podcast, my uh, my head is on Rob Deere's bobblehead. Yeah, that's correct. That's correct. So yeah, a fun little fun fact behind the scenes, folks. Um, maybe I'll stage that that the like actual shot of those bobbleheads uh, for people and post it on the podcast or on the website. Um, but yeah, so I, I mean, listen, I made I made the artwork, so I, I made myself uh, uh, Ryan Sandberg. <laughs> but, but Jack, you are you are Rob Deere. Um, but quite honestly, I think Rob Deere was the only Brewers bobblehead that I had. So right, you and, and you know, if we, I'm sure Jeremy, if Mark Langston had played for the Cubs, you would have made yourself Mark Langston. That's Probably. yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. Um, I would have cropped out. You know, made sure to keep his hair in there for sure for me. Um, <laughs> and he wasn't also ran for my 1984 players. But I've, I've talked about Mark Langston enough, so I had I had a include phil bradley brad kaminsk in there um well there, yeah yeah there, there was some uh so some some very recent uh news last time on the last podcast we talked about how a bunch of marlins players had tested positive and now uh you know there seems like their games are just canceled indefinitely i feel like every day and i think i think they capped out at 18 players testing positive uh and now all of those players are being bussed back to miami uh, on, like, oh on, on, like, sleeper buses. But, like, first of all, I was like, well, what about the friggin' bus driver? Like, somebody's got to... Are they, are they going to have, like, one of the players drive that bus? Like, are they going to have Harold Ramirez and, like, uh, you know, Brandon Kinsler, like, sleep in shifts and, and drive down there? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> they, said it, they said it was, like, an 18-hour 18 18 hour drive. So that's got to suck for those guys. Like, you know, uh, welcome back to the minor leagues, guys. Um, where, where are they? They're in, they're in Philadelphia? Yeah, so where they, are they? they were in Philadelphia... And then they were, they're going to get bussed back down to Miami on, like, sleeper buses. Uh, Jesus. So, yeah, that, the whole thing sounds kind of gross. And, like, I feel bad for the, uh, you know, the, the bus drivers of those buses who know that they're, like, just walking into a Petri dish. Um, I mean, you have to – in that situation, you have to be driving the bus in a biohazard suit. Like, yeah. you know, people joke about going around in a bio, But, like, that is crazy. Yeah, that's – Maybe it's like some sort of like hospital van or something, so it's like sealed off. But like, what the hell? I mean, that's, yeah, I, that's a that's a like a, talk about a dystopian like imagery. <laughs> Christ. Yeah. Uh, so so that's happening. Uh, but also now uh, they said four or five more people from the Cardinals organization. It might have been one more player and the rest staff members. 
um, yeah. tested positive, which I think uh, for for COVID, which I think brings the Cardinals up to about six or seven people that, in their traveling party who tested positive, and that's just there. You know, who knows? There there could be more positive tests, but it seems like the series, the Brewers' uh, home opener, quote, uh, home opening series uh, with the Cards, has now completely been canceled. Um, so that's more games getting canceled. Who knows when the Cardinals will be allowed to play again? Uh, maybe yeah. it won't be as soon as, you know, as drastic as the Marlins. Maybe it'll be by next week. But now Lorenzo Cain for the Brewers has opted out of the entire season. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it, it seems like, uh, you know, the dominoes just kind of keep falling. Yeah, it's not good. Um, there was a, a story that came, or a report that came out yesterday that Manfred – uh, talked to uh, Tony Clark, the head of the Players Association, saying like, you know, if this thing doesn't, if if this thing doesn't get under control by next week, they're considering canceling the whole season, which uh, you know would not necessarily be a surprise, but it would totally be a bummer. Um, so, uh, so yeah, Jack, uh, I don't know, man. Uh, <laughs> we uh, we uh, I'm glad we uh, you know got down to the area uh, while we could, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it it is, Jeremy. It is kind of hard to get into any kind of statistics or anything this year. I, I, I haven't even really been following the standings yet, um, just because it all it all seems so up in the air right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, hope, hopefully, they can they can push through. But, uh, you know, I, I feel like if, it, if this happens to one more team where they have to cancel a week's worth of games, um, you know, I, I don't know how they can, they can keep proceeding with this. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, just, just from a – even from a standpoint of how do you make those games up. Right. Um, too, if, you're, if you're throwing away the value of human life um, and well-being. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, like, I mean, I, I actually – when I, the first – I think I was, like, kind of preoccupied when I saw the first, like, notification come up on my phone. And I thought that they, like – I thought they just, like, eliminated the Marlins from the league for the year. Right. Which – might not be a bad idea. <laughs> like, yeah, I yeah. think like it's just like just take them, just take them out of the league, just cross them off. Then you know. Like, yeah, yeah, right. Uh, to to quote Major League. Um, uh, by the way, a real quick aside. By the way, I did quote. I was trying to quote a song last week when we were when we had guest Kevin Goggin on, and uh, I said way back in high school, and now that, that's from Glory Days by Bruce Springsteen. It like clicked on me as soon as I, uh, as soon as we stopped recording. I'm like, oh, that was from Glory Days. But anyway. Uh, all right. Um, well, also, Jeremy, I think one uh, one thing is now Lorenzo Cain is opting out. But like, how many guys over the course of the season are just going to choose to choose to opt out? So I think I think that's an, uh, another thing that they have to be worried yeah. about is that the the players are just going to kind of give up on the season. I think that you know, uh, you know, obviously some of them are going to want to get paid, but for the guys who've signed big contracts and don't really need this year's money. Um, I don't know. You know, who knows? Maybe Mike Trout won't come back. I think he went on paternity leave. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's 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 not good. Like when you like it. I I will say as a Cubs fan, it's easy to kind of just watch every day and like kind of focus on the Cubs games. Um, I mean, yeah. You know, say what you will about maybe a microcosm for the for the country, but like I'm I'm just focusing on on Cubs games and like uh, things you would it would seem things are fine because they haven't been touched yet, uh, by this, but, um, but now Jack, yeah, you're like, you, you lost your, your home team now, uh, for some games and, uh, yeah. Are you going to become a Cubs fan after this? If the Brewers, uh, <laughs> well, Jeremy, I, I was just going to say like, um, uh, I, I feel like in previous years, maybe I've, uh, matured as a person. Cause I, I don't, um, you know, I, I feel like since Joe Madden left the Cubs, like I haven't had as much animosity towards the Cubs. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but 
Uh, I was going to say in the last couple of days now you've been reading all this stuff about how well the Cubs have been doing with like the COVID stuff. Like they haven't had a, sim- a single positive test uh, since yeah. the uh, you know the new since the summer training started, and I, I would have been like, oh, for Christ's sake! Like, do we really need to be building this up? Uh, like, you know, that that's what we're going to be talking about here. Like, how great the Cubs are doing with handling this. Um, uh-huh. But I, I guess it's undeniable that they're doing a good job with it. But uh, you know, that would have been wood. knock on wood. Yeah, that would have been something that would have been annoying to me. Is like, uh, do we really need to? Do we really need to be talking about this? Like, you know. For Christ's sake. Uh, first, we got to hear about, like, what a good slider Javi Baez is. And now we got to be, like, listening to how well they're doing, like, with the with the COVID thing. You know, like, like how many times a guy ever get complimented on being a good slider or a good tagger or, or a good tagger? And now we got to we got to compliment him on, on this. So I, I think that. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I, yeah, I was going to say I'm sort of going off into other directions here. But well, this is good. Hey, look, Jack, we I'll take any rant we can get. Um. Uh, on this podcast, you know, it's it's a it's a nice treat for our fans. I think they seem to like it uh, uh-huh. from the feedback I've gotten. Uh, but uh, they, I'm, it's kind of it's fun as a Cubs fan to see this like outside perspective of uh, what it's like to be to be not a Cubs fan, maybe a, a living in Chicago. Because um, yeah, I uh, I think Javi Baez is a great slider and a great tagger. So yeah. um, so there you go. Uh, but. Um, um, I don't know. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, it's 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 uh, interesting. I think, uh, yeah. I mean, Joe, I'm, I bet Joe Madden would be doing like you know uh, biohazard themed road trips you know, <laughs> where they're like where they're all wearing biohazard suits and like you know decorating them with like you know uh, decoupage or something. <laughs> I don't know. No. Yeah. yeah that's uh, a that, yeah. That actually that's a a hundred percent accurate. Um, yeah, and I. You know, like I said, uh, I guess people are, I don't know who they're planning to pat on the back for it, Theo or Jed or just the players. But uh, you know what, though? Kudos to them for, for taking this seriously. Uh, we saw from the Marlins that, like, one bad apple or a couple bad apples or however many guys decided to go out and hang out at, at the bar, um, you know, we saw that how that can trash a whole season. So, you know, yes. I, I will say kudos to them for actually, you know, taking it seriously uh, and and having no positive tests so far. Um, I will say, though, Jeremy, that I've been watching the, you know, having watched some games, uh, and this next point is going to kind of directly go into this, but, you know, the, the last week, the bench is cleared in a game between the Los Angeles Dodgers and the Houston Astros, uh, uh, instigated by, you know, none other than uh, Fight Club Joe Kelly. Um, yes. But, like, the players, uh, you know, I've been seeing a lot of high fives, guys getting close to each other, um, talking to each other without masks on. You know, theoretically, anybody who's on the field is supposed to be negative for, for COVID. So I guess it, it, mm-hmm. makes, it makes sense that they could high five if they wanted to, but I didn't think that they were supposed to. But, uh, you know, I don't think they should be having things like benches clearing brawls. Like, you know, they got to be a little smarter than that. Well, and that's why they said that I think that's why they said that Joe Kelly got eight games or whatever, uh-huh. um, which they, you know, in the they said in the equivalent of like the 60 game season, that's like a 20 game suspension or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's pretty crazy. But um, uh, but, you know, well, I, I guess I guess it's I mean, so, yeah, you know, it's it, there's a there's a lot to, of video to go back through that that whole game. And I, I didn't watch the whole inning in real time. I, I did watch like, you know, some highlight compilations but um i mean i guess it's really about the 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 bregman pitch because the the sequence to carlos correa didn't really turn into anything until um until they were walking off 
the uh, you know the mound or whatever. Yeah. Um. So I guess it's because he threw at Bregman's head. I mean, I you know, or I guess instigating the fight. But like, I don't know. So whatever. It, yeah. You know, you could go. You can go and review the the tape yourself. But um, uh, Joe Kelly's a Joe Kelly's had an, a a weird a, an interesting uh, like career path. I would say. Well, and, you know, I, I think that one of the things about this new season um, is that, like, you can hear a lot more of what's going on in the field. Uh, sure, yeah. There was a there was a, a lot of stuff yelled during that uh, during that um, whole, you know, whole brouhaha. Uh, what was the fun? What was your favorite thing, Jeremy, that was yelled? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I have to say when he so I guess like um, when he uh, there was a fielder's choice at some point, uh, like a like uh, and so he went to cover first, like on a potential double play. And like, you know, I don't know. I don't even think he was like really lingering around first base that much. But he was by the Astro. He was closer to the Astros dugout, and the like broadcast mics picked up a guy yelling at him. And I don't know who it was. I don't know if it was Dusty Baker or what. But they yelled like, "Just get back on the mound, you little fucker!" <laughs> <laughs> and, like, it sounded. It was just not only the the like the the actual phrase that was that was uttered was funny, but like the. It was like an indiscernible dialect, like when, when uh, you know, like from Braveheart or from like when Christian Bale was like ranting on the on the set, you know, he was like going in and out of his like Welsh and like American accent. Right. And like right. it just it, it was it was just indiscernible. And like, I wonder who yelled it. I don't know if it came out like who actually yelled it, but like, yeah, it, it, it did stand out to me. And like, I mean, I, maybe I only watched it once. Maybe I should go back and check and maybe I'm hearing things but it sounded like it definitely sounded like an indiscernible dialect i don't know it's kind of funny <laughs> um uh one one more thing before we move on I, I will say that uh carlos correa uh after the whole when the benches were clearing he was like yeah so what so what? you struck me out he's like uh he's like yeah if i would have hit a home run i'd be i'd be uh you know going to home plate right now like but like you, you didn't you didn't hit a home run you didn't so like what do you what do you right. talk what are you talking about <laughs> uh yeah it, it was kind of it was like in the heat of the moment, like he couldn't really find his words. Like I, I felt like, you know, the sentiment was there, and like I think everyone got what was being said. But when you break down his words that he was actually saying, it's like, yeah. So what? Yeah. What are we? Yeah. Sure. Of course. Like it's like, yeah. You know, if I if I have a big dinner, you know, I might get indigestion afterwards. It's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. Of course. That we're not arguing that. I don't know. You know, <laughs> whatever. So, um, so yeah, it was it was a bit odd, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Again, Carlos Correa has um, given us a lot of interesting sound bites over the last couple of years. Um, <laughs> who I, I saw, I'll never forget that video. Who was he? Was he talking to Buster only? It was was it Buster only? Like that that interview after like this all happened, and he's like talking to him. He's like, or no, it was Ken Rosenthal. It was Ken Rosenthal because you know Ken Ro- Rosenthal is so tiny, and Carlos Correa is so big, and he's like Ken. Don't you think that if I was, you know, cheating, don't you think that I would have been doing this? And like, he's like, kind of like, he's kind of like browbeating Ken Rosenthal and Ken Rosenthal is just standing there like all tiny, like looking up at him like, "Mm, yes, yes. mm, Okay. And he just has to like take it all. And like, he's like a foot and a half shorter than Carlos Correa and Carlos Correa is just kind of going off and gaining steam as he's like getting more and more angry. And it was just a very weird, (laughs) it's just a very weird visual. Um, So I will, um, always uh, kind of think of that when I think of Carlos Correa. <laughs> nice. Well, uh, we, um, we, we actually, we did go to a game, Jeremy, sort of. So, uh, yes. so we should probably get around to talking about that. Now you, you were nice enough to, uh, to drive me there, Jeremy, but you sort of, uh, you sort of, you sort of acted as my Uber driver. 
you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. I almost forgot to – this is definitely a detail that I, we should have uh, included in there. But, um, yeah, so, you know, I think uh, – we're trying to main. We're trying to be responsible. I'm trying to be responsible. Uh, I think we, you know, we're both trying our best. And uh, you know, normally I would have picked you up and driven down there, no problem. But uh, we we had discussed at some point about meeting down there, and I figured, okay, well, this won't be an issue. Um, but I, you know, in in these last several months, I've had time to think about a million things, including like, what if I had to like drive somewhere with a friend of mine? Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, what would be the responsible thing to do? And so, um. I had this idea of like, you know, us both like sitting in, in, uh, you know, the front and the back seat or whatever. So I did text you, Jack, when we, when it was this, when we were making plans and it was determined that I would just pick you up, I go like, I texted you and I'm like, uh, mask up, windows down, front seat, back seat. Yeah. And then, <laughs> that, and you, no, how, that, that wasn't all the text said, uh, oh. that said, ha ha at the end. Um, it was one of those yes. things where like you text that, but then you have to add like, ha ha to make, to like, yes. let the guy know that you know that it's absurd. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Exactly. You know what yeah, I mean? Sure. I was like, okay. Like I, yeah, I, I, I get, like, I, I get it. Like you, you know, that wasn't something you had to add to the end of the text, but like you also did have to add it because, yes. uh, it's like, you know, I don't want, uh, you know, you probably didn't want me to think that like you were a fucking, you know, I don't know that you were like, well, yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. That I thought that you were like <laughs> that you were a, a Florida Marlin or a Mar- Miami Marlin. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. No, I mean, yeah, we could talk about it. I mean, like, it. I think this is just not baseball related at all. But like, it, it is weird. Like thinking, like you know, we you came over a couple weeks ago and we had we had some drinks on my on my back deck, um, uh, and like, you know, I was like, we we were keeping distance. We were like, you know, masking up like in certain times, and it's like, that's just what hanging out with even a friend like a good friend is nowadays uh right it's 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 messed up but it is what it is um my uh my wife works at like a very um high like not a high risk but like she's she's around the public uh you know so i'm by proxy i'm uh i'm out there as well you're 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 on the public now and so it's it's a weird thing um and plus we sat on on a curb for for two and a half hours outside in in wrigleyville which uh i think would maybe make a little blip on like a hotspot map uh, as well in Chicago. So, I mean, it's, it's just crazy. It's just what it is nowadays, but yeah, so I did, yes, I did throw that in there just, uh, just to be like, yeah, man, that's, you know, whatever it is, what it is, I guess. But well, Hey, I, you know, I was cool with it. So, uh, so Jeremy picked me up, um, you know, and I, uh, I, I got in the back seat and we, uh, we decided to look for parking. Um, we ended up, uh, parking actually pretty close to the stadium, right north of Waveland. Um, uh, yeah, Rockstar Park. I gotta say, Rockstar Parking for, for Wrigleyville. We did stop at one spot, and I realized, like, you know, it was maybe too risky. But then again, you know, it's like, I don't know, like, I've heard things that, like, maybe they're not ticketing people. Yeah. Like, who the hell knows? I didn't want to find out. So we, we actually found a spot behind the Metro, uh, which is a, a, a music club, uh, right by Wrigley Field, like, just a block up north. And uh, it was Rockstar Parking. And so, yeah, we, we pull up to the spot, and, like, it was one of those things where, like, there was one car parked and there was like there were it was a metered spot and so like you know and also on some of the meters you don't have to pay past six o'clock whatever um so there were two tiny spots that i would have tried to squeeze into i pulled my car up next to it and i got out to look at the meter to see if i had to pay and i was trying to figure it out and i was very overwhelmed which uh that that's gonna be a running theme through all this is overwhelmed and then i'll kind of talk about it at the end but um i was overwhelmed with like you know Normally, parking in Chicago in a busy city can be can be confusing, uh, 
but uh you know there might have been other reasons why it was it was kind of overwhelming but i was like trying to figure out like is it is can i park here can my car fit do i have to pay for do i have to pay for parking all this stuff and like as i'm trying to figure this out another car pulls up um of two ladies and they were like the woman like I, I'm kind of in a daze trying to figure out like should I move should I park whatever and she like pulls up to me and I'm I'm like I think I was standing at this point I was like walking back to the car I think or was I still on the curb I don't know you you uh, so you were still on the curb and this lady okay. uh, there there were uh, like two spaces that were available and yes. she she was like hey are you gonna take one of those spaces and yeah. And yeah, Jeremy, I guess, you know, he, he used the word overwhelmed. I would, I would use the word like, you know, either flummoxed or nonplussed. Like he wasn't, he wasn't ready to get the third degree about this, uh, parking space. So you, you were just like in the moment you were like, uh, yeah, but like you, you said it like that, like you didn't say it loud. You were just like, uh, yeah. Almost as if she like bullied you into taking the, the parking space. Right. Exactly. It's like, yeah, shit or get off the pot or something. Yeah. That but was what like, it was. Oh, yeah, she was like, are you going to take either of these spaces? And, uh, yeah, she unnecessarily – I don't know if she was, like, sitting there a long time and then just decided to speak up or what, but I was like – I'm like, yeah, the last thing I need to do is, is like, you know, like, you know, satisfy your – your uh you know your wonder if i'm gonna take one of these spots so but so serendipitously though and i and this was another thing that was added to the mix there was a guy in like a pickup truck or a a van or something that was also leaving and i and like i wasn't sure if he was actually leaving because if he would have left that would have opened up like a huge spot and i would have been like you know aces like ready to go um so so as luck would have it he pulled away um Right as I, you know, had to like I, my my hand was forced and I had to like take one of these spots, and so then that opened up like a huge space, and that space that he was in was actually like a totally clear space. It was like loading zone from ten to five p.m. and this was like six p.m. Uh, well after six p.m. and so uh, we were good to go. So I got into that spot, and that was like one of three spots that was like totally clear. So it actually worked out great. Um, I got total rockstar parking. I wanted in my mind, I wanted to, cause we brought, um, we brought lawn chairs with us, uh, to po- possibly like, you know, uh, sit down, um, on the sidewalk and I wanted to like go scope it out and then park close enough to where I could just walk back and get the chairs. And that's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, we ended up, you know, uh, we ended up not getting the chairs ultimately. Um, but, uh, it, it worked out perfectly. Um, and then those people like parked in a meter spot, paid the meter and then walked off to wherever they were going. But, um, I, you know, they probably weren't going to be there as long as we were. Uh, so it was a very weird situation and yeah, it, it, it kind of started my clock, my like brain scrambling a little bit, uh, as we like parked and walked over to the, the stadium itself. Yeah. Um, and I will say, Jeremy, the, uh, all of those like, uh, lots that you see around Wrigley field that charge 15, $20 for parking, uh, we're all open. Um, yeah. On this on this Friday night, uh, which is which was I guess figures I guess it figures um, yeah. you know uh, out of all of like the collateral damage that's come with um, you know the baseball season being locked down like I ha- I hadn't thought about all of those uh, people who own those parking spaces in the neighborhood and how that they yeah. just lost out on uh, all that income for the year which they probably really rely on I mean hey you know what I'm not gonna like feel too sorry for somebody who charges 25 bucks for parking but parking uh, in their garage right yeah. yes but uh but still we you should, know yeah we should say for people who don't maybe maybe don't know that like people who aren't from around wrigley like because wrigley field is in a neighborhood 
um, there's people that live there and there's people that have houses and garages and, you know, uh, concrete slabs on the back of their, you know, uh, houses. So um, they so people will go out with these crudely made handmade signs that say, say like Cubs parking twenty five dollars. And, you know, I've been a Cubs fan long enough to where I've seen it climb from five to ten to twenty five to thirty mm-hmm. uh, for like some all from like for some like playoff games that I was going to like. I think they were maybe charging like 40, 50 bucks and stuff. Um, there's businesses around there that charge. Like there's a gas station at the corner of Irving Park and Clark that charges you to park on their gas station lot, which I think is weird because it's like I've that made me think like, you know, does Sitco know about this or like is this a franchise so the guy can just do it himself? Like, so that's what it's like on game on a game day, a normal game day at Wrigley. There's people out standing out there with signs like, and then you say like, "Yeah, I'll take your spot," and then they walk you down like their alley and you park in their fucking garage. It's really weird. Yeah, uh, I'm sure that's like the a, a bane of the Ricketts' existence that like there was no way for them to with all of these uh, you know renovations going on around the uh, Wrigleyville that there was no way for them to build a massive parking lot that they could ch- right. uh, charge up the ass for. Um, right, and they they already they did they do own the lot that's in that that hotel building, so like that's one thing. But um, uh, yeah, they couldn't sink their teeth into uh, the the people you know, <laughs> for that. So, um, so we yeah, as Jeremy mentioned, we did bring uh, uh, some lawn chairs. Jeremy brought some lawn chairs along for us to sit in that we never ended up using. Uh, we also did bring our gloves uh, as well. Um, yeah, as as per the the true ball hawking experience, like. You know, you got to be out there with your glove and stuff. So, uh, Jack, there was some concern that you couldn't find yours. And uh, um, you're like, well, I'll just try to barehanded. And I was like, I was like, no, we have to have gloves like this is part of the experience. So, right. Um, you, you did find yours. So that was good. Um, um, but uh, but yeah. So. So, yeah. So we, we we got out. We walked over to the stadium and like, you know, I, I mean, it, it's obviously not as busy as a uh, normal, uh, you know, um, Wrigleyville. But uh um, <clears throat> yeah, and you know, you know, Jeremy, I was surprised at how not busy it was. Uh, none of the bars yeah. were particularly busy. Um, you know, so yeah, I, they, yeah, that's probably them adhering to the twenty-five or whatever it is percent capacity um, now. But still, it, it yeah. they weren't very busy. Yeah, there weren't people spilling out of the windows like I thought there would be. Like, right. Um, and like you know, uh, back when the bars did open in in Wrigleyville or in in Chicago uh, initially, like uh, you know, like a month or so ago, a month and a half ago. You know, I there were some like horrorish, horrorish, uh, horrorish looking or horrorish actually, um, <laughs> looking pictures uh, coming out of Wrigleyville of people like waiting in line at bars and stuff, and like it just looked insane. And uh, you know, there has been a spike in COVID cases in in uh, like people like you know eighteen to twenty five or something, and I think part a lot of that is, has to do with the Wrigleyville area and bars, uh, but. Um, but yeah, so it was. Uh, it wasn't as it wasn't as scary as I thought it was, and they have rolled back some of the rules. I think like in recent uh, weeks, and so I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, it was. It yeah. was not. Uh, it was not uh, ghastly as I thought it would have been. No. Uh, yeah. As Rick as Rick Sutcliffe said about his job at ESPN, uh, it's not that busy, man. It's not that busy. So it, <laughs> it was. Uh, yeah. So I was surprised by that. Um, but Jeremy and I, so we we walked down Waveland. Um, we passed the firehouse. Uh, you know, got near the left field, behind the left field bleachers, we stationed ourselves at Waveland and Kenmore, um, yep. which has been the site of, uh, you know, many a home run, uh, many a famous home run. Dave Kingman hit, uh, famously hit a home run onto uh, North and Kenmore. 
Sure, Sammy Sosa hit hit one or two. Jeremy, you've, you've mentioned to me that you saw you were at a game where he hit one there. Um, yeah, which and the video finally came out of, on that. Like someone finally posted that video on YouTube. But I was at a game uh, on my birthday in uh, two thousand. It was in two thousand three, I believe. Uh, Sosa hit this like amazing shot that landed. I'm pretty sure on on Kenmore, not not on Waveland, but on Kenmore. Um, and we yeah we googled it. We sat down. We got our spot. We like googled. Uh, like the spot of the Dave Kingman Homer. And so like, it, you know, we were sitting two houses away from it. So we walked over and like, you know, t- checked it out. I had heard that there was like a little X marked on the pavement. Uh, I'm sure it's been torn up at this point, but I don't know if people put it back. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so it was, it was kind of cool to be in that little uh, kind of area, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With, with yeah I mean, you, little yeah, you, right. A little bit of history. Um, and yeah. you know, you station yourself out there. Uh, it's not out of the question that, that a home run will, uh, you know, will come your way. So yeah. we were definitely in the right space. Yeah, we were, you know, we were debating like, you know, maybe like in batting practice, it would have been uh, maybe like you have a better chance of catching something in batting practice, although it's not like it's not the same as catching a game ball. Um, but uh, but yeah, so like, yeah, we got we got there. We got to this the stadium uh, or we got to that that spot. Uh, there were two guys playing catch. Uh, there was one family of people uh, with like lawn chairs uh, like, you know, yeah, yeah. Lawn chairs basically, uh, hanging out that were a little further back from Waveland. Uh, and then there was like one house on the corner that kind of had like this, like patio, this fenced in patio area where they had like kind of these like picnic table type of chairs. And there was like definitely people hanging out there. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So there, there were, uh, there were definitely a few people around the, uh, the two, um, the two guys who were playing catch, were actually two, uh, you know, minor Wrigley Field uh, celebrities. Uh, not... like modern modern day bleacher bums, I would. Yes, I would call yeah, them. yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, and so the two guys were uh, Jeremy. You said one of the guys was known as Bleacher Jeff. Um, yeah, Bleacher Jeff. And uh, the um, other and... was uh, the famous Mai Tai guy. Yeah, the Mai Tai guy who you. Um may have uh known about well you would know him because it says my tie guy on the back of his jersey for right one. right uh, but he was in the news uh was it last year or yeah so it ago? was it was i think it was last year around a year ago um so my tie guy is uh famous for he uh yeah a home run a kyle schwarber home run it might have been a walk-off home run landed in the, the basket uh at, at in left field um so it was a an opposite field homer by schwarber and uh there were these kids who were like reaching for it, but they're kids, so they're like, you know, it, it was taking them like a while to get the ball because it, you know, that basket is actually a lot farther down than you might think. Uh, so like the Mai Tai guy just comes in and like grabs it, grabs the ball. Uh, you know, maybe he did, maybe he didn't shove the kids out of the way. I don't know. He said he didn't, <laughs> but uh, he gra- he yeah. grabbed the ball from them and like didn't give it to them and like just walk, you know, walked away or whatever. And then it, it kind of became this whole thing uh, at, at locally. Um, it was on the news and everything. They even interviewed him on the news. Like, you know, it, it caused some outrage because it was like this grown-ass bleacher bum taking a home run ball away from these kids. Right. Yeah, I if I remember the video correctly, I don't think he, like, actually shoves them, but he, like, he reaches down and he kind of, like, like scoops around them and scoops it away from them to yeah. him and then grabs it. Um, but, yeah, so, like, yeah, and, yeah, and, of course, there were, like, assholes saying, like, Hey, this guy lives in his mom's basement. Like, you know, he needs his ball or whatever. Uh, and then he had some quotes too about like, you know, uh, this is a game ball, like, or this is a this is a home a walk off homer ball. Like, you yeah. know, you know what's what's up here. Or yeah, yeah. So I think uh, you know, uh, Jeremy and I uh, discussed this and like we we uh, when it happened, and we, I think we came down yeah. on the side of of my tie guy. Um, and I yes. still do. I st- I still agree that like, hey, like you know, it's 
the the bleachers uh, at any at Wrigley Field, um, you know, it's general admission. Uh, it's it's the Wild West, you know. Uh, any anything goes. Yeah, I think the point I took I made at at that time was that the kids don't fucking they they're they're gonna play with that ball or they're gonna like they don't realize the significance of that ball. Uh, they can't appreciate it um, as much as like a, a, you know a, a beaten down fan. Uh, would and so I was like, you know, so like th- they'll live without that home run ball. I, I will um, say when they interviewed him, so there, there's uh, I think there's tape of of his interview. Um, I think it's on YouTube. Uh, like they interviewed him for the news. Um, and when he, uh, my, my favorite quote uh, from him, and it was one of the first things he said was he goes, uh, you know, he was talking about that the kids were sitting in the first row, and he was like, they sit there because we let them sit there. Like he says it like that's uh you know like there there's just no there's no way to dispute that point you know like you know and and it was the way he said it Jeremy I don't know there's like a there's like a gif online um of like uh it's like it's got to be from the late 80s or early 90s but it's this black dude and he's like he's pointing at his head and like you know like he's uh he's got like an idea uh, I I you know it's like oh, a, yeah. It, yeah you've yeah you've probably seen it. Um, but it's like, that's like what, uh, that's like what my Kai, my Kai guy like should have been doing. Like, as he said that, like pointing at his forehead and being like, they sit there because we let them sit there, you know? <laughs> um, so I love it. And one, one quote from, I, I Googled it while we were, uh, you know, last night, but one quote, I remember him, remember it from this article, uh, is he, um, he said, uh, uh, you know, the reason he's called my Thai guy is because when he was when he you know twenty when he was twenty one he started going to the games uh, like beer like my ties were just a dollar more expensive than beers but beers were only like five percent uh, ABV or alcohol and my ties were whatever twelve percent and he's like hey so uh, you know it's just a dollar more so let's get after it you know uh, <laughs> and that that sort of just uh, encompasses like the bleacher bum mentality or like what people rip on when they talk about the Wrigley Field experience? Is somebody going to Wrigley Field just to, like, get drunk and clown around and not actually watch the game? Which, you know, was maybe true at one point. I think in lesser years since the Cubs have gotten good, uh, you see less of that now, at least in the grandstands. Maybe you still see it in the bleachers. Um, yeah. But so it's like, here, here's this guy, like, just basically spelling it out for people, like, what, you know, what the bleachers at Wrigley Field are all about. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, yeah, I think uh, it's interesting. I will say, I will say, um, like, I think there's, you know, I think, you know, things are not black and white in this world, um, even though, like, they're they're portrayed to be. I, I think that a lot of things are, are uh, you know, intricate and, and need to be, like, you know, parsed uh, intricately. I would say that, like, the bleacher bum, so, like, the people, like, that, that Wrigley gets ripped on are, like, I would say, like, the frat boys and like you know the sorority girls who like go there to get drunk or whatever um and then like the bleacher and then there's guys like on the other end of the spectrum there's guys like us who like you know we'll like you know we're we're not like straight edge or anything like we'll we'll drink some beers but when we're at a game we're like all business basically Mm -hmm. and the, the bleacher bums are some kind of happy medium i would say maybe where like i think like they're definitely getting drunk but they also care about the game um, like, you know, uh, like, or they're like, they're, 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 they're like at least, uh, tied to the game, to the gameplay in a, in a way where like, you know, if the Cubs strike out, they, they get upset. If they hit a homer, they, they get happy. Um, and some people who are there, they don't even know what the fuck is going on and they're just drinking. Um, 
so it's like you know it's a microcosm it's it's like very like a uh, distinct like lines like in a range of things um but uh but um yeah so it is interesting though and like yeah i mean uh you know the bleacher bones were big in like the late 60s i think is when it started and um you know you have lee elia like going off on fans at baseball games like being there in the daytime uh so these are like you know it's interesting to meet like modern day bleacher bums i guess uh because yeah things have changed like in the world and uh, but but you know there's there's still bleacher bums that uh you know come out to games right right even if they are the last of a, a dying breed um yeah but I did think it was funny, Jeremy. So when we came upon these guys, they were they were pl- Bleacher Jeff and Mai Tai guy. They were playing catch like across the street from one another. Yeah, I don't know if like the I don't know if the distance of a Chicago street is sixty feet. Or <laughs> no, like yeah, yeah. And so like yeah, it was kind of funny. They like they had their own like kind of setup. And so like yeah, Bleacher Jeff was pitching, and Mai Tai guy was in the in the full catcher squat. He was, um, and and there were a couple of pitches that that. Mai Tai guy might have whiffed on. I don't know if he maybe had a Mai Tai before, you know, getting down in the catcher's position, but he whiffed on a couple that like ended up rolling down the street that he had to go, he had to go run after. Yeah. And Um, we should say that he was a left-handed catcher. Um, Oh yes, that's right. But what was odd about this was he was catching the ball left-handed, but then he would take off his left-handed glove and throw it back to bleacher Jeff right-handed. So I was, I was wondering like, uh, like is he does is he actually right-handed but he just only owns a left-handed glove is he amb- is he is he ambidextrous like what you know what's going on here why is this why is this guy throwing with his right hand when he's wearing a left-handed glove it, it I've never seen anything like that before well it's very odd and like you know like uh like uh Jim Abbott you know who who had like a, a you know a, a physical uh disability um you know uh had something similar where he would have to like switch the hand and stuff like the glove and stuff like that that's a whole thing uh but yeah this was odd so every time yeah he would catch it and every time he would do that he would have to take the mid off and throw it with his right hand i mean the 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 um the like you know mind uh like fuck of it all is like it's harder to find a left-handed mitt like as a lefty i'm a lefty i have a left-handed mitt i throw lefty um I've actually, I actually feel like I had to like develop my ability to throw righty because there were times where I would like be hanging out with friends and maybe not have my mitt but want to play catch, so I would have to learn how to play left, uh, righty. So I can, I can actually like, uh, and literally like I would, I, I was a switch hitter and like I can, I can switch pitch basically. I can switch throw. I can throw with my right hand if I need to. Um, uh, but like the fact to 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 have like a left-handed mitt, it's like you could you could go to like a. I feel like you can go into like a Target uh, or like a, a, a Walmart and get like a right-handed mitt, no problem. But like a lefty mitt, you might have to go to like you know Dick's or like uh, some other like specialty sporting goods place. But um, uh, yeah, so to not if you're a righty and to not have a right-handed mitt, it seems like <laughs> like you're trying to purposely not have the right mitt. I guess I don't know. Maybe it's a loner. I don't know. When Jeremy, when you uh, when you hang out with other people who are left-handed, or when you find somebody who's left-handed, like is that like an immediate common bond where you're like, oh man, like yes. I, this this was so this was so tough, like you know, growing up, or like this aspect of society is so tough because I'm left-handed. At one hundred percent, I you know I have um I you know I, I'm I'm a high school teacher. I teach uh, students, and so even when I see like a you know one of my students who's a lefty, I'm like, oh lefty, you know it it is. It's the thing that you call out to each other. Um, we could do a whole episode on the plight of the left-handed guy, but uh, <laughs> um, 
yeah. Um, I will say, you know, a little league was, was ro- particularly rough because I always wanted to be a second baseman and like, there are no left-handed second baseman. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, so that was a, that was a tough thing. I will also say too, like the mitt that he was using wasn't a literal catcher's mitt because that's another thing. It's like I don't I've, I don't know if I've ever seen a left-handed catcher's mitt, like a left-handed actual catcher's mitt. Like sure, yeah, yeah. That would be like a special order from Rawlings or something. So, um, but yeah. So anyway, so the, yeah, they were they were they were, they were playing catch. Um, uh, I will say one 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 thing about my tie guy that I thought was kind of funny. Well, well, okay. So anyway, like I guess Bleacher Jeff left. Uh, he's like, all right, that's it for me. Uh, and then he like kind of took off almost seemingly like abruptly. And I almost felt like my tie guy was a little kind of crestfallen that he was going to have <laughs> to like ride. I don't know if you noticed that Jack, but I kind of, I saw like for a second, a like, little like look on my tie guy's face, almost like he was kind of sad that he was like, oh man, I got to like be here alone or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, um, if we were two normal guys, Jack, we that that would have been our cue to kind of like befriend my Thai guy. But again, we're we're trying to keep our distance a little bit, and I I felt like maybe I'm not I wasn't sure if my Thai guy uh, would have been cool with the six foot <laughs> distance range. Right? I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. You you never know. Um, I mean, those two definitely were not wearing masks when they were playing catch with each other. Um, uh, although they were they were six feet apart. I, yeah. I actually uh, think they might have been wearing. Were they? I thought my, my uh, I guy did have a mask. I, I will he, say he did. Oh, he did have a mask that he ultimately would put would put on. Um, I'm not okay. sure about Bleacher Jeff, but yeah, you're right. I mean, you never know. Um, you know what, what uh, the comfort level that somebody's going to have if you're talking to him. I think my tie guy would have been fine with talking to us. But that's one of those yeah. things, Jeremy, where it's like the fine line between like you know we don't want to put ourselves in the story too much. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We have to. We have to be. Uh, observers here right uh, right just unbiased now if, if my tie guy would have come up to us which a lot a lot of times uh it you know seems like it happens it, it didn't yeah but you know hey that's that's fair game but uh but you know that <laughs> i like i like us breaking down our journalistic integrity <laughs> we can't affect the story but if the story comes to us we can interact with it this is like this we and we've discussed this folks before like uh off you know off off pod um it is uh you know it is our belief like to not to not put ourselves into the story too much <laughs> and right. it's funny just to hear about us talking about it uh, but it is it is true that's 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 our stance um uh but but yeah so um so yeah so uh you know the game kind of things kind of settled in a little bit i think we we ended up like i think i was we were kind of standing around for a second trying to figure out what to do um, I didn't want to like like encroach on my Thai guy's territory because it seems like he's like it, that's his corner a little yeah, bit, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we ended up actually crossing the street, and we just kind of like instead of getting the chairs, we just kind of like popped a squat like on the on the curb, and which was fine. Like you know, it wasn't necessarily too uncomfortable. After a couple of innings, it it got a little uncomfortable, but we were cool right there, like right yeah. at the the corner. Um, and uh. So we were just hanging out and like, you know, and so my tie guy was, we were, we were actually like looking directly at my tie guy the whole time. And so he, he ended up like sitting down in his like lawn chair type of thing. And, you know, he, he, he was by himself, but you could tell like it was like his, his turf. Um, and, uh, at one point, like someone, we were sitting then in front of that little corner where there were like the patios and stuff. And so some guy comes in and then people are like, just kind of coming in and out. It was almost like an open airs cheer. Uh, open airs, open air cheers. Uh, like people just kind of coming in, and everyone like kind of knows each other. Uh, some guy yeah. walked in, and he's like, "Hey, my tie," and my tie guy like turns around and looks and like points back at him or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, it was making me sit there and think, like, because we were like taking in my tie guy so much, I was like, you know, like <laughs> it's funny that he has a jersey that says my tie, as if like 
people need to know like what his drink is or whatever. And even like the, the one moment where he was like, you know, his like 15 minutes of fame, I guess like he even like inserted why he's called Mai Tai guy. <laughs> and it's like, do we, do we really care that he's, that he drinks Mai Tais? Like that's my dad drinks Mai Tais, but I've never mentioned it on the podcast. I don't think. Um, so like, it's like, I would be so like, okay, great. You're Mai Tai guy. I'm diet Pepsi guy. <laughs> Jack, yeah. Who are you? What would you be? What, what, what guy would you be? Yeah, right, like Aquafina guy or something, you know? Yeah, I bet, I bet that, would, that would piss my tie guy off. If you rolled up into the left field bleachers with a, with a jersey that said Aquafina guy on it, um, I don't know how I'd yeah, feel about sure. that, you know? No, yeah, that, that's, that's like a shot across the bow right there, I would yeah. say. Um, yeah. So we should, we should mention this, Jeremy. So before the game, so this is after we encountered my tie guy, but uh, yeah. we, we decided oh. to record something for our uh, for our Instagram uh, live, um, and you can you yeah, can see it on you. our on our Instagram at uh, Randallay Pod. But um, uh, so we you know we, we were recording on the street, just kind of talking about how we're at the game, you know, and uh, we're excited to be here. But then in about the last five seconds of the video, when we're getting ready to sign off, some guy walks behind us and he goes, "Expos suck," because I had an Expos hat on, and yes. in all my in all my time of wearing the uh, the Expos hat. Like that's the first time uh, I've gotten that reaction, you know. Yeah. Uh, so this, I guess that that let us know that this really was the uh, the Wild West. Like outside of the stadium, uh, you know, anything <laughs> goes. But uh, Jeremy, th- there's a few puzzling uh, things about that. First of all, like you know, y- you say Expos suck. Like everybody loves the Expos. You know, that'd be like if you yelled like Pizza sucks or something. It's like you know. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. You're, okay. you're at you're at like you know, Lou Malnati's and you're about to like, you know, you bring the slice <laughs> up to your, your mouth and you're like, huh? and then like pizza sucks. And you're like, ah, and then like the slice droops down and right. you, throw it, you throw it away. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. So there, so there's, there's that, uh, there's that aspect of it, but then there's also, uh, like the Expos haven't played a game since like 2004. So like, yeah. you know, you say the Expos suck and I mean, yeah, they did suck for a number of years, but it's like, you know, <laughs> Uh, what's our point here? This this comment is a little bit uh, it's a little bit dated and like uh, yeah. and what's weird too is I'm not sure what direction this guy was coming from. I think he came from behind us. I don't know if he was ever in front yeah. of us at any point. Right. And yeah. I had never turned around, so there would have been like no way for this guy to see what my hat was except for to see it from the back. Um, and it it is like a distinct color, but it was just uh, it was just it was funny to me, and it was it worked out perfect too because like you know we were just getting ready to sign off. We just mentioned that we'd seen some characters already in reference to Mai Tai Guy and Bleacher Jeff. And then, like, this guy yells, like, a dumb thing at us right at the end of the, right, the video before we signed off. Uh, you know, you, you, couldn't, you couldn't script that any better than the way it happened. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, uh, I, and I guess I can get into this now. Um, I, I felt particularly like I was, like, stumbling over my words in that video a little bit. Yeah. It was, like, live, so I couldn't really do anything about it. And I was, I was kind of feeling bad about it. And then, like... That happened, and I, it, it gave me a chance to kind of put in like a witty quip at the end, like, "Yeah, like these are, these are the kind of guys we're talking about." Yeah, um, and so uh, so I, he in a way he helped redeem me a little bit, um, but yeah, I, I was I went back and I zaprudered that uh, that video to see like if you turned around or what, um, like maybe you turned around for like a half second and maybe I did. saw the I did. logo. Yeah. yeah, so maybe that was it. I mean, I'll say this: he wasn't watching us on Instagram Live at the time. Um, no, <laughs> so that wasn't the case. Um, and so, and yeah, maybe it was a lucky guess, but like, I honestly think that that guy was just trying to like 
photobomb us in some way. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, that's all he used. Because I, I bet that like, if, if we held his feet to the fire, he probably would say, like, yeah, you know, uh, I guess I'm, I guess the league could use the, the Expos back in the league, you know? Um, so, I don't know. I think that he was – I think maybe he was just trying to look for something to, uh, to yell and mess up our video a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Well, uh, Jeremy, yeah. I, I will say um, uh, just – Speaking of like stumbling over your words, there is something else that I found funny about towards the end of that video. Uh, you, 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 you make a comment, you're like, oh, my, my glasses are already starting to fog up here. And I just go, oh, or something like that. Like, I don't, I just like, I just like don't react to it. Or like I have yeah. a, and, and like, it's just like this awkward, uh, it's just like this awkward, stupid moment where it's like, yeah. really, like, I, you know, said to myself, like, really, Jack? Like, yeah, that was the best you could do. You know, you, you know, it should have said like, uh, oh, you know, like, uh, you, you still can probably see home plate better than Craig Kimbrell or something, you know, like just some, yeah, right. some kind of comment like that. But I just go, oh, so like, I, I guess we, <laughs> I guess, Jeremy, we both really uh, weren't at the top of our game uh, for that Instagram live video. So, uh, you know, Expo's guy yeah, right. kind of kind of saved it. Yeah, well, no, we're a couple of guys in, of, a, of a certain age. Like we're getting, you know, we're not like millennials, like who are on you know, social media all the, all, all the, all day. So it's not like a second nature to us to do like an Instagram live video. It's still very a weird thing. And honestly, yeah, to, 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 to fully pull, uh, you know, uh, take a look behind the curtain. We like discussed it for like 15 minutes. Like, is yeah. this a good place to do it? We, we stopped a couple times cause someone was walking by and it's like the thing about like millennials, which is why like they are popping up, like you know, why, you know, they have, success they're making careers out of being you know on on social media is because they don't give a shit about that stuff like yeah someone could be walking by and they'll just fucking drop down and do a video so i, I give them credit for that as annoying as it may be um but yeah we were like oh you know someone's walking by let's wait you know whatever oh yeah but just general speaking i'll just say this like um and this was maybe going to be my my thesis statement but like i was just overwhelmed in general like by by coming down there because like I haven't I haven't been out like all of my work since March has been done like uh, remotely like through my computer like I've been in the house a lot and like uh -huh. I, I think like I was just like kind of my head was spinning a little bit and I think that's that's kind of what you see in that video is like I was kind of like at loss for a couple words there uh, so it was just a it was a weird experience I didn't really in, uh, like dawn on me until afterwards I'm like yeah I was just kind of like overwhelmed it was like being transported like like the first time, like you know, someone goes to like New York City or something and experiences like New York, and like it's like you know, it's like co totally overwhelming. There's like flashing lights and cars and people honking, people yelling at you, ladies saying like, "Are you gonna take this spot? Are you gonna take that spot?" Like I was, my head was spinning a little bit, and I'm like, "Yeah, I really threw myself in the shit," and like I was like, I think I was like on my heels a little bit as a guy who grew up in Chicago and like finds my like would consider myself street savvy. I was a little like, uh, 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 "What's going on?" You know? It was yeah. Kind of weird. It, it, yeah, it was definitely like a, and I was gonna make that comment too, Jeremy. It was like this weird, like uh, form of culture shock for you, um, you know. And the the fact that, like, yeah, you you've grown up in Chicago, you know the whole city, you know the city better than anybody I know. Um, yeah, it was just a, a strange, <laughs> a strange thing for seemingly for you to experience. Uh, yeah, that's that's what you get for being inside for four months. Um, my 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 wife was uh, went to like some sort of like um, like lunch. Uh, get get together with some coworkers and like they they know like some of them know me and she's like yeah i feel bad for jeremy his whole life is inside now and i'm like geez you really make me sound like a loser <laughs> <laughs> and then someone was like he doesn't go out at all and she's like well he goes out to do errands but like but it, you know yeah i've been you know i i've 
I haven't been in like you know some sort of like setting like that in a while. I've been in a, into a Target twice uh, since March. Uh, and no grocery store, so yeah, yeah. It, it was it was a little. I was kind of throwing myself in the deep end a little bit, I guess. I, yeah, I didn't even really realize it. I just wanted to get down there. I think uh, at least at least one of those trips was to buy baseball cards, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, I was gonna say, don't tell me both were, but yeah, they they both were. <laughs> All right, yes, of course they were. So uh, we um yeah, the game is about to start. Um, you know, they, the Cubs still have the same public address announcer doing the starting lineup, so you could hear the starting lineups being announced. Uh, and the whole pregame presentation, the Cubs played, uh, you know, they, they played the national anthem on the organ. Uh, they, they had, you know, they had house music going on. Uh, yeah, you, you could know. tell that they were playing that, like, intro video where they, yeah. like, show that, like, highlight package with that, like, one song and, like, to get them hyped up and stuff. Like, right. So it was interesting. Like, they were adhering to a normal game day operating procedure. Um, so it makes you think, like, you know, how much of this is for the, the crowd and how much of it is for the fans? Maybe they're just trying to keep some sense of normalcy, even though there's no fans in there. Yeah. It was, an, it was, it was interesting to be in our vantage point listening to it all happening. I mean, it um, seems like, to, to me, Jeremy, in my opinion, it seems like it's, it's strictly for the players. I mean, maybe for the fans a little bit, but maybe they want to make the players feel like they're playing in an actual game. Uh, yeah. I, I will say that that stuff like that could easily be eliminated, and the fans would never know about it because you, that's not right. something you really see on TV. Um, I mean, yeah, you don't see the starting lineups get announced on TV, uh, like from the public address stadium's public address announcer. Uh, and I'm sure they had everything on the scoreboard too, but you know, you can't mm-hmm. see it. There's you can't see the scoreboard. Nobody, nobody around the stadium can see the scoreboard. Uh, so it's, uh, you know, yeah, it's interesting that they, uh, they go through all those whistles and bells, uh, even to the point where, you know, like uh, a guy's walk-up music would play and you know that, you know, being outside the stadium, you know what batter is coming up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Because Bryant let off that game and, like, I think he, like, grounded out on, like, one pitch or something and Rizzo's music, before we even knew it, Rizzo's music was playing and we're like, what happened to Bryant? Right. Um, so yeah. yeah, and you can yeah you can hear the uh, you can hear the crowd noise uh, as well that they pipe in. Um, you know that is folks that that is not just something they put on TV like they do for professional wrestling. Uh, like they at like in post or whatever uh, you know from the TV truck. The, you know the games are live. Sometimes wrestling always isn't. But uh, yeah, they're actually that that crowd noise is actually coming from the speakers in the stadium. So being being outside, uh, you know you can. You can kind of, you know, tell when something good is is happening for the Cubs. Yeah, right. No, exactly. Yeah, it was weird. Uh, yeah, and we've we've talked about the crowd noise already on the podcast this season, um, but it gives you an idea of like being out in front of out by the stadium. It gives you an idea of like how much it actually is happening inside of the stadium because even on the broadcast, it doesn't. I don't think it it do, it doesn't pick up as much as you know we were able to hear being down there with our own ears. Um, but yeah, like, you know, there, so, so we should talk about this. We ended up pulling the game up on my phone to watch. Um, and we were a couple pitches behind, which wasn't ideal for a situation where a ball could be flying over the wall at us, you know, at 180 miles an hour or something. Um, so, uh, but we would hear like, so, so yeah, we were like about a pitch and a half behind maybe. And so we would hear something, we would hear like the crowd cheering and I was like, Oh, something must have happened here, and then we would see it a second, you know, a couple seconds later on the phone. Um, but yeah, so that was a weird experience. Like, I, I didn't think that the crowd that there would be quote unquote crowd noise that would like inform our experience. Yeah, there was. And I, I will say, Jeremy, um, you know, I, I don't know that like this whole experience sitting outside the stadium and stuff 
and also trying to watch the game at the same time. I don't know that I would I would want to do it again. Um, uh-huh. Like like you you had proposed, Jeremy, bringing an actual like live radio with us because that radio yeah. would be it would be live. It would be real time. It wouldn't be um, uh, you know it wouldn't be a little bit delayed like it is on your phone. But uh, watching the TV and having it be a few seconds delayed from the stadium was actually very distracting. It was really hard to get into the game because it was like, yeah. you, you, even though you couldn't see the action, you could still hear the walk-up music, you could still hear the crowd noise, so you knew that some type of outcome had happened in the stadium before you were actually seeing it. And based on, you know, based on the crowd noise being played or not, you could kind of guess uh, if the outcome was like, you know, good or bad. So it sort of, it sort sure. of made it a drag and it sort of, sort of took me out of it and made it difficult for me to watch the the TV broadcast. Yeah, no, for sure. Um yeah, I think uh uh I you know, we that the the, the true experience well or I thought, I guess, would be uh to have a, an actual radio. Um you know, uh, you said we're not millennials, but um or well, actually we're on the cusp there, but uh mm-hmm. you, you think I think you yeah, are. I, th- I think huh? I'm technically a millennial. Are you generation uh what a generation X? I, uh, X. I'm 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 on the cusp, Jack. I'm a I'm a zennial. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, so uh, of course I have to. You know I, I'm not one or the other. I have to be some kind of special category. Right, but right. like they, yeah, I fall right in between. And I, I actually sometimes I I I feel like I I have attributes of both. But um, but so one of the I would say millennial attributes would be that I that I don't own a radio like a just a handset radio so what i thought was you know because we were I'm, i wasn't exactly sure what to expect down there but in my mind it was going to be a bunch of people sitting around with lawn chairs and mitts uh and like maybe one person would have like one boom box on you know full blast so everyone in the area could hear it when we got down there it was just like you know um it was just like separate like clashes of different people and no radio or no TV, so that's why and I no, had a resort. I had to resort to my phone uh, with the video feed. Yeah, and I guess to to answer my complaint, Jeremy, like the solution to uh, just w- watching the game on your phone or trying to listen to your the game on on your phone's radio or you know picking it up uh, through the internet, both of which are delayed. The solution to that, and the other people around us were smart enough to figure this out, would be just to not watch the fucking game at all. Would be to just yeah, not, to just not yeah, follow what's happening. Not follow what's happening. Just sit outside the stadium with no you know no phone, not watching the game, and just kind of sit outside and look up at the Nuveen sign in left field. And uh, <laughs> and I guess I, so. I don't, I don't know. I mean, at least at least Jeremy, at least we were like trying to follow what was going on. But everybody around yeah. us, uh, the, the family of four with the lawn chairs, my Thai guy, uh, the couple that sat behind us, none of these people were like. Uh, were, were watching the game on their phones or listening to it on the radio or anything. They were just sitting up and staring at, like, the, the, the wall of the left field bleachers that you can see from Waveland Avenue. Um, yeah. So I just, like, I don't understand. Uh, I, I just, I, I don't get it. I don't, I, yeah, I, I'm just, uh, you know, perplexed. It, it was weird, Jack. It was definitely weird. Maybe, like, maybe it's because of COVID and, like, maybe the scene isn't as hopping as it usually is. Um, I, I'm sure that it's, you know, there's maybe a couple more people down there um, uh, than, you know, on a, on a game day than there were yesterday. Um, it was also a Friday night, which there's, there's, there are no Friday night Cubs games uh, usually except for this year now. Right. Um, so it was, it was definitely weird, but like, 
Yes. Okay. So yeah, no, just not one radio. Like you, no way to find out about the game at all if if you were trying to. Um, and uh, so so yeah so um, there was yeah so there was that family of four. There was like just like two parents and like two like younger daughters with them, uh, but not like young like where they would like couldn't stay home alone if they wanted to. Like they were like in their like late teens, early twenties at at best, and like. It's like why were they why were they there with the family like they didn't necessarily one girl was wearing like a Cubs jersey but like the whole yeah the whole thing is just it, it was hard to put your finger on like um my Thai guy was there uh the there there was so at some point uh, a couple of innings in maybe uh, a couple showed up like a younger couple like probably in their like late twenties early thirties I would say yeah like normal seeming people uh brought a uh, brought a couple lawn chairs and like they had like some sort of like beer or something with them that they were drinking um at some point like one random like uh woman showed up like in her like maybe in her 30s or something with like a cub with like with like blue and white sunglasses yeah uh, and she just and she, sat she, down she uh, the curb. yeah and she didn't watch the game at all she just sat down like behind my tie guy she sat there for like yeah. two innings with a with a despot, like I don't know if the look was like despondent or like if there was scorn on her face, and then yeah, she, she like looked lost. Yeah, she looked, like lost. She just sat down. Maybe she wanted to take in the ambiance of of everything, and that you know that that's kind of the vibe I got from the family too. I guess is that they just wanted to take it all in. But yeah, she looked lost, and then she left. Um, yeah, well, but I could also see her doing that every day too. Like it was there was some kind of weird perfunctory manner in which she like walked to the spot sat down and then just kind of like zoned out like looked at her phone a little bit uh, at some point she put those glasses on so like it, like half one side was blue one side was white and she was just like you couldn't tell where she was looking but she was just kind of like looking off into like the middle distance and like it was it was just odd it was just you know it was just an odd atmosphere and like it was just like a way it was like a spot it was like an intersection for wayward baseball souls to kind of <laughs> gather and we were just kind of in the middle of it actually trying to watch watch the game which like um, immediately made us like two marks like right like i felt like you know it's like oh shit we better not let people know we're following the game or else they're, they're gonna write us out of here on a rail um <laughs> but like um but yeah so it was it was definitely an odd experience and it was about what i kind of hoped for or what i expected uh but the fact that that, that there was just no like uh keeping tabs on the game by anybody um I couldn't like I just it, that 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 part definitely threw me for a loop. Um, at one point, some guy goes like he goes to my Thai guy and he's like Bryant, and the guy the my Thai guy looks at him. He's like Bryant. He's like seventeen, one seven. And he didn't say seventeen. He's like one seven. And he guys like he goes like no Baez, <laughs> and that was it. And it's like so the guy was like he didn't know who was batting and like my tie guy we were like how the hell does my tie guy know who's batting because he didn't have a, a radio like i thought maybe he might have had like a, a small earpiece in his ear but he was just going off of the walk-up music that was yeah the, the walk-up music and probably the public address announcer um as well but what was funny about my tie guy though too is that when my tie guy he would sit down during the visiting teams at bats but whenever there was a righty up for the cubs he would stand uh, at like attention, like he was getting yeah. ready to catch the home run ball. And you, you know how uh, you know when you're when you're watching a baseball game on the field, like the players, uh, you know, like right when a pitch is about to be thrown, they'll be relaxed. But right when a pitch is about to be thrown, they'll like get in their stance. It's always kind of yeah. fun. To, it's always kind of fun to watch. You know, without fail, every single pitch, no matter how 
far behind the team is. You know, the players will still get into their stance right before the pitch is thrown. Uh, but, like, that's like what Mai Tai guy would do when a right-handed batter would, would be up. You know, he'd be, like, in his stance, like, ready to, ready to catch a home run ball that might, uh, that might you know, fall, fall his way. Um, uh, yeah, I, uh, but like you said, Jeremy, you know, he must have only known that through the public address announcer and, like, the, uh, uh, the, the walk-up music. I will say that if a home run ball had, had come our way, and we had taken it away from my Thai guy, like, it would have been interesting to see his reaction, considering uh, his statement of basically saying anything is, anybody getting this ball is fair game. Yeah, right, I know, yeah, it could have went one or two ways, like, he could have been like, you know, good job, good job, you earned it, you earned it, or he could have pulled, like, a Zach Hampel, that fucking baseball, uh, that guy who, that baseball uh, ball hawk, uh, like, nationally known ball hawk, who, who, who does push kids down, uh, and is a whiny baby on Twitter when people call him out. Uh-huh. Um, that guy's a fucking fungus. But is, um, is he? I've never, I've never seen him whine about. No, and I'm not saying he doesn't. I just I would like to see this. I've never I've never seen any of the tweets. Well, there, there was a big thing where um, remember like a couple of years ago there was that game at like Fort Bragg or something. Yeah, like, yeah, for, yeah. For troops yeah. only. Yeah. So he got into that game. And, like, the, the tickets were only supposed to be for, like, troops. And, like, they were only allowed to bring, like, one or two family members. Yeah. So, like, there there was troops who couldn't get their families in. Um, and, and somehow Zach Campbell was there and posting on Twitter, like, all the balls that he got. Because they had special, like, markings that said, like, you know, military game or whatever it was. And so people, like, were lighting him up on Twitter, like... You know, how the hell are you in there? And, like, you know, troops' families aren't in there, rightfully so. And he's like, you know, I got this ticket from a friend. Like, I got it fair and square or something. And, like, he's like, these are my balls. Like, I I collect all the balls. I have every single kind of different ball there is. I needed these balls. And, like, he he just came across as as a fucking human scum. And, like, just (laughs) the worst... Just the worst of what we have to offer as baseball fans. And uh, it was like, oh, my God, this guy's horrible. And then people really piled on there like yeah i've seen him at games and he like literally pushed kids over like he pushed like this kid over that i saw and they were crying and he got the ball and just walked away and like um i will say like from that 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 story about my tie guy i think one of the things that came out in the story was like they were giving balls to kids throughout that whole game yep yeah but but they just kept the home run ball uh and so like you know i think like that was like you know good like on their part that 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 info was out there but like this zach hampel guy is seems like a, a total uh fungus and he uh yeah he's on twitter at least he was for a while and he would always throw he would always post like he would he he comes back from games and he has like 11 balls like like 11 12 balls and it's like what's wrong with you man yeah like yeah he like has like you know hundred thousand balls or something it's like this you're sick dude <laughs> you're sick i love baseball I'll, you know, I, I stole the ball from Jack, <laughs> you know, but, um, but like, this is, this is sick. Like, this is a sickness. Yeah. Ima- imagine the outrage if he were to get a ball this season. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, right. so eventually, um, uh, Jeremy and I decided to kind of shake things up and take a walk, uh, around, yeah, around the stadium. Starting to hurt. Yeah. Uh, cause yeah, we should, we should note that we, we did, yeah, we did not bring the chairs. We were just sitting on the curb. Um, yeah. so yeah, my, uh, yeah, my ass was starting to hurt too. So taking a, taking a walk, uh, seemed like a, seemed like it would be a, a good idea. Um, so we, we decided to walk, uh, like, uh, uh, uh clockwise around the clockwise. stadium, I guess. Yeah. We walked yeah, clockwise around the like stadium. East first. Yeah. yeah east so we, and then south. 
so basically we went from Waveland to like Sheffield and then walked around the stadium that way, like hit Addison next yeah. and then Clark Street. Um, uh, yeah, that, that's, that's helpful information for anybody who doesn't like, uh, isn't familiar with the, the uh, with, with the streets. For sure. Um, uh, but anyway, so the, the first thing we passed, we passed a pretty full patio. Uh, you know, I know I said most of the bars weren't Murphy's. crowded, but yeah, we passed, uh, we passed Murphy's Bleachers, which was pretty full. Um, and then yeah. we, uh, uh, right when we got almost to the corner of, uh, uh, Sheffield and Addison, we decided to kind of stop and look in the stadium, just got the concourse and everything that was in there. Yeah. Um, there's like, there's like a little like knot hole, um, like, uh, area there like where they like kind of they put a fence so people like walking on the street can actually like look into and watch the game um and i was wondering like if they well first of all at some point when they did the renovations they put like a a, uh, an ad over it so now you can't really see it that well but you can still kind of see it and so i was wondering if they had that open so like maybe that would be like one way you could watch some baseball right um and there was as we were approaching it there was a group of guys like standing there looking through the 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 opening um so and so it was weird so like there was it wasn't an it wasn't a direct path like eyesight into this the stadium it was kind of like a corner part of the wall where you could see through and so like i feel like we could see like you know um jason hayward or something in like uh in right field or maybe the cubs were batting at that point so it was someone else but we we were we were kind of i was trying to look in there and see like you could see a little bit of the game you could see you could see like the video like the ribbon board around um and as we were like watching there trying to like like look uh and trying to make out like what we could see uh a guy comes up to us um not he was not a cop jack um he was just like I think he was like Wrigleyville, like Wrigley Field security or something. Uh-huh. And he goes like, "Hey guys, I'm sorry. Like, uh, I gotta ask you to move along." He's like, "Yeah, they 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 yell at me if I don't if I don't do it. So I just gotta ask you guys to, to just keep it moving. You know, we're just trying to keep it keep everybody moving." Uh, and and he was couldn't have been like more cool about it. No, um, so yeah. Like, oh, yeah, and so we're like, "Okay, man. Okay, cool, man. So, yeah, no problem. No worries. No worries." And then as we were walking away, he goes like, "We gotta get this ring." Did you hear? Did you I did. Hear I did. I did. I, I don't like, as you know, Jeremy. I don't like being told what to do. So I almost, I was almost salty with the guy, despite how cool he was. I would, I was like, yeah, I, I'm a Brewers fan or something. I was about to say some shit like that, but I, no. I didn't, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't say anything. Yeah, he was, he was pretty cool. I did hear that though, but like, uh, so that was, that was funny. And like, you know, he tried to like, it's like uh, an attempted moment of like solidarity, even though he was basically t- telling us to take a hike. Um, yeah, yeah, like 100%. Like a, a, a forced, like a, a pained uh, attempt at like solidarity. Solidarity. It was like, you know, to, to go back to like the teacher analogy, it's like a teacher, like, like, you know, walking up to a group of kids and saying like, hey, uh, yeah, you know, Instagram's really popping off today, huh? You know, yeah. even that would be too cool, like for a teacher to say, but like, you know, it's like, hey, uh, you know, uh, a lot of cool stuff down at the Toys R Us these days, huh? You know? <laughs> <laughs> It was like, oh man, come on! It's like it's fine, man. And honestly, I had no ill will to, towards the guy at all. Like he was, he he was super yeah. cool. He could have been an asshole and been like, hey, keep it moving, you know? Yeah. Like uh, he was trying to like signify with us, like, hey man, they told they tell me to do this, and like I, I'm like, you got me, man. That's fine. Yeah. And then to throw it, but then like to throw in that like that force, like oh, I got to get this ring. <laughs> you know? yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, oh man, it's fine. It's like, we're going, we're going. Like yeah. that was he should have just done stuff like that, like the cringy like uh, solidarity stuff, and we were like, "All right, man, we're out of here." We're out of here. <laughs> yeah, if he um, uh, lingered long enough, yeah, he did. He did kind of just materialize. 
out of nowhere. Yeah, he came out of nowhere, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny because he, yeah, he, he was not he was not anywhere around uh, when we had started. Like, and we we were only looking through that uh, you know that hole for like a you know a minute, maybe ninety yeah. seconds. So I don't know yeah. where where the hell this guy came from. But yeah, he was super yeah. cool. You know, by they they yell at him. Uh, you know, like who knows? Maybe like Tom Ricketts would have come down and like you know busted his ass for it or something like that. But uh, yeah, right. But, uh, yeah, you know, they talk about the friendly confines and, you know, not everybody who works, like, as an usher at Wrigley Field has, I've had, I've always, you know, not always had a pleasant experience, uh, but, you know, the guy was, even with nobody coming into the stadium, like, you know, it's still the friendly confines. Yeah, 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 exactly. I guess so. Yeah, that, that, that was probably what they told them. Like, you know, right. This is, you know, like, yeah, anyway. Um, but so, so we, we keep walking around, we walk down to Addison, we get to the marquee, um, you know, and I, I posted a picture. Uh, it was the bottom of the fourth at this point. The Cubs were up one nothing uh, when I took the picture of the marquee. And um, so I will say one thing that is, uh, you know, still happening just like game day is if you try to stop and take a picture in front of the marquee, there are people, um, there are guys uh, at the corner who will uh, offer to take your picture and then ask you for money afterwards. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I guess uh, it's not a bad hustle if you can get it. Uh, but, um, you know, you can't knock the hustle, as they say. Um, but, uh, you know, that's for that is one thousand percent for tourists and out of towners uh, or people from the suburbs who don't like don't know, you know, what's going on. Uh, they hand their phone off to someone. He takes a picture and then, you know, they ask for money. Uh, and they're like, oh, uh, uh, honey, uh, you got to you have some money in the purse. Like, can you get your purse out? And like, all right, Harold, why'd you have to take the picture? You know? Yeah. Like, uh, so so. um and yeah, so we're not doing that. No, like, I I'm fully capable of taking a picture of, of ourselves. And and the problem is, is like they as you're taking the picture, they're coming up. They come up to you and you're like, hey, you want, want me to take a picture for you? Want me to take the picture for you? And like, listen, that's annoying in and of itself anyway. But like there's a fucking global pandemic going on. You're supposed to stay six feet away from each other. Like you're like like it's spread through human contact. And so this guy comes right up to us and he has a mask. But it's around his neck, and he <laughs> wants to take my phone. He wants to hold my phone in his hand to take our picture. It's like, you can keep it, buddy. Like, or or just go ahead and open up the slot where the where the the where you're talking to, and cough right directly into that if you can, and try to get all your droplets inside of my phone so they can release, you know, for the next like month, you know, one one droplet a, an hour for for the, for the next month. Um, and it was like, dude, like we don't need it, like you know. Uh, it, it can be a nuisance, but in a global pandemic, it's it's particularly a nuisance. Yeah, um, um, yeah. and I'll say that too. Like we we were taking a selfie, and it was going to be a perfectly fine selfie. But like these guys' plans, because he was hounding you the entire time we were trying to take that selfie, and it ended up screwing yeah. up the selfie. Like the selfie got blurry because he was practically trying yeah. to grab the phone out of your hands, and he was like, "Yeah, yeah he was like, no selfies here." Um, yeah, and yeah, so he goes, no selfies here. Yeah. Yeah, and but it's like you know, what if we want a selfie though? What if that's the style of picture that we want? Like you know, uh, yeah. Uh, so so yeah, it was a uh, it was a, a nuisance, Jeremy. And like you said, it, he got right up uh, right up in our face. Uh, I, I will say, like, I wonder what happens when like you know you, you refuse to pay the guy because that's that's not part of like the that's not part of the deal up front. He doesn't say right. like, hey, give me two bucks and I'll I'll take this picture for you. Uh, right. you know, it's just like kind of an, uh, an expected thing. So like, you know, if you're some country bumpkin and like, you don't know that that's the deal, like then what happens? Like, then what is he, what does he beat you up or something? Yeah. Just give you a hard exactly. time. 
Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah, and uh, you know, you don't want to find out. That's why the guy does get the money ultimately. Um, but uh, but yeah, it was it was super annoying and like, um, you know, at first like. I don't I don't even really like we can discuss this but like yeah he said like no selfies here and like I was like and I put that on our our Instagram uh feed too uh, or on the picture I I wrote that on the uh, in the text uh in the picture um but like it's like that was like a threat like yeah. and the more the more like I think about it the more it actually makes me really mad like and like so you're talking about like getting mad about the guy uh who who kind of sh- shooed us away the more I was thinking about it, the more I was getting pissed at this guy. It's like, no selfies here. Like, fuck you, dude. No selfies here. Fuck. Get the fuck out of here. Like, the world the world is all fucking selfies now. Like, you know, maybe before 2009 or whatever, like, you know, it's like it would be unheard of to, to take a picture or they had no name for it. But, like, that's what, that's what people fucking do now is take fucking selfies. So, so bro, you're, like, out of business. Like, you know, just like... Uh, places with automated uh you know checkout lines it's like i'm sorry but your position has been eliminated like um so it was like yeah it was it was particularly angering like the more and more i think about it um yeah it's like you know i have a nice phone it's got a nice uh why i could even i could even went wider on the shot if i wanted to jack uh you <laughs> know uh and it's like um yeah i don't know anyway well so that was it was kind of crazy but you know jeremy i uh uh uh, I, sh- I should say, um, you know, we might as well just talk about this now. Uh, we-, we ended up taking a second walk, but there, uh, you know, where we ran into a, th- there's, there were like two guys there. There were two guys who were like trying to, trying to do this, trying to, trying to uh, pull this hustle. Um, and, uh, you know, I wonder like, and they were right by each other. So like, do they, do they like split the evening's take or is it like every man for himself? <laughs> Cause that like that yeah. seems like you know too many too many chefs spoiling the broth. It's like do these guys hate each other? Are they friends? They're obviously aware of each other. So like I'm not sure what the dynamic is between those two guys. The second guy that we you know because we took two walks. The second guy was also selling streetwise, which the first yeah. guy was not doing. But uh, but yeah, I just I wonder what the relationship is between these dueling like photographers. Yeah. No. I think yeah. I, if anything, maybe they like take turns like approaching people like all right i got the last guy this one's yours right um i was wondering if maybe that guy recognized us because it was only about like maybe like 20 minutes later that we yep. came by yep. uh for our for the second uh pass around the stadium but yeah so that guy i was taking i was trying to take video actually you know i should go back and look at the video because i bet his uh, his sound is on on my video oh yeah um and he's like you know he's trying to like sell me like streetwise which i don't know if that's national or not streetwise or if that's only a chicago thing yeah i don't know um, but uh it's a it's a magazine that like uh people can sell like homeless people or whatever um so listen i'm not knocking like you know i'm not knocking that but it's just like it's just when it crosses that line of getting like uh invading of your space uh as as opposed to just like you know like general like you know, asking for money or, or whatever panhandling, like it's, it's just, it, it gets annoying. Like when it, when it crosses that line or whatever. Um, and, uh, so yeah, so that, that would have, that's, that's what happened there. And plus this is, this is rain delay theater. So we'll, you know, no one's, no one's sacred here, I guess. <laughs> well, we, uh, we came back after the first walk. So we came back and a few things had changed. Uh, the family of four had departed. Um, yeah. They had gone home. The couple that had the regular, the normal couple, the normies who were sitting behind us were still there. But um, and my Thai guy was there. But he uh, he he was now joined by a, a woman as well. A woman had sat next to him. 
Yeah, just like, and you know, I'm. It's a shame that we weren't around longer to kind of get this woman's story. That would have been like the main, the main point uh, for uh, for staying any longer would have been uh, to uh, to see what developed between Mai Tai guy and and uh, and this woman. Uh, you know, maybe maybe he made her Mai Tai gal. I don't know. <laughs> um, oh, we, you know, we should also say that Mai Tai guy disappeared at one point and came back with two two bags. Yeah, <laughs> one of the bags was like a six pack of beer. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, and the other was uh, a, ba- a bag of tacos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got yeah. he got beer and tacos. Like, so he gets he comes back with the two bags. He sits down, and first thing he does is open up a beer and put it in a koozie. And then the second thing he does was uh, was bust out some tacos and and was eating like he was really digging in on those. Uh, oh so yeah, that was funny. I almost I would have been you know beside myself if I forgot to mention that. Um, that was earlier on. But yeah, so like, so then like, yeah, so this woman was sitting next to him, and like, uh, maybe, maybe she was a little older than than my Thai guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but she had a chair as well, and like, it's odd that she showed up in like you know like the fifth inning or whatever uh, to to do this. But uh, maybe she was maybe she was just trying to get off of work. She was waiting for that uh, that uh, quitting bell to sound <laughs> so she could grab the chair and, and head down to to the corner of Waveland and and Kenmore. But uh, but yeah, so it seemed like they were like talking then at that point. Um, they were sitting like relatively close to each other, like like you said, Jack, and um, uh, yeah. But I mean, after that, you know, we kind of I felt like we kind of came saw came what we you know intended to do, and uh, figured we could still catch the the rest of the game um, on TV. So uh, we we decided to pack it in, call it a night. Yeah, the, uh, it it was really starting to die down around the neighborhood, so uh, you know there wasn't too much else to see. So yeah, we decided to uh, walk back to the car and uh, call it a night. Um, so I, it should be noted that I did get in the back seat again uh, as Jeremy <laughs> as Jeremy drove me home. Um, uh, yeah, the game itself uh, kind of ended up dragging on, so it's probably a good thing that we didn't stay uh, late because we would have been there for a long time. Yeah, we um, were in the, it didn't end until like 11 o'clock uh, central time. <laughs> yeah, and I'll say this, Jeremy, and this crossed my mind too. It's like, uh, what if I like really had to pee? Like we would have had to like go home or something. Cause I, or just like go into a bar and, and be like, you know, buy one beer just so we could use their bathroom. Um, yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. But then, I know, yeah. I didn't really think about that uh, ahead of time. Um, but uh, I, I do, I, you know, I think both of us are pretty good about like keeping the seal on, you know, and trying times but but yeah like uh that would have been that that would have gotten ugly especially like wrigleyville and you know peeing in alleys and stuff that's a huge that's that was like a huge issue that's one of the main reasons why they don't have night games is they don't want people getting drunk and and peeing on their lawns which actually was a problem for like you know in the 70s 80s and 90s i could imagine yes so um yeah jack we we did get back to the car and we we, we took our positions i was almost gonna say uh you know hey you know what fuck the masks at this point um because one of the things is like you know we couldn't really keep uh too much of a distance jack because i realized i should have said this earlier but like you know most of our game day experience jack when we go to games is is shit talking other people yeah and and which requires us to kind of like say it quietly into the other person's ear so there's a lot of whispering uh much like a you know a first base coach and a runner on base um there's a lot of whispering and like you know we you can't really do that in a social distancing manner um so that 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 almost affected our ability to um you know, to, to kind of share notes. It, it did. Although I will say, Jeremy, since we had masks on, it's easier to like talk and, uh, 
and and like have people not hear you uh or like there's like plausible deniability because it's like you're wearing a mask so you can be like no no i didn't i didn't say that what do you you know it's it's this mask i said something completely different you know um right so like you know what what we lost in like being able to whisper to each other you know we did get back a little bit in like the anonymity and the you know the the blurring of the words like that comes with wearing a mask i will say jeremy one good thing about wearing a mask is that like when you when you're out in public? I know you haven't gone out a lot, but like when you're out in public and somebody does something like that you don't like, you can just you can mutter to yourself like this fucking guy, and like you know yeah. people don't see your lips move, so like they don't know that, they don't know that you just said it. You know somebody's walking too slow on the sidewalk and go Jesus fucking Christ, you know like but like uh, you know nobody nobody's gonna think you're a crazy person. You can just you can just say you know you can say shit like that or make facial expressions when you're out. And like nobody, uh, you know, nobody's nobody's the wiser because you got a mask on. But um, I, I like that. I like that, uh, Jack. That like the the audio, the audio. So 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 in this, yeah, under these terms, the audio of the sound of the actual voice cannot be proven because the lips are not seen moving. So that's, right. uh, yeah, that's funny. It's like you could just say you're hearing things, buddy. Like yeah, yeah. You can't prove that my lips move. Yeah, if you can't like if you can't see the lips moving, it can't be proven. Uh, something I, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. No, no, that's no. That I thought that as soon as I said it initially yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, um, But yeah, so you know, it, and in the end, it was good that we left early because we could have been killed by a Craig Kimbrell home run. Uh, <laughs> out because even with a five-run lead, Craig Kimbrell, uh, you know, needed to come in and give up a couple home runs. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not feeling good about that. I'm, I'm, I'm quite worried and. Uh, you know, I, I have to go back to my Rowan Wick for closer campaign. Well, at uh, this at this point, after that outing, Jeremy, I don't think that there's any way that they're going to bring K- Craig Kimbrell in in a save situation, like, going forward. I, I really yeah. don't. Um, I mean, there's just no way that you can possibly justify uh, uh, doing that. Um, I saw some yeah. guy on Twitter uh, post that he's like, man, like, you know, so a guy comes in and it's just his second outing after not playing baseball for a long time and people are ready to throw him to the wolves? Like, man, Cubs fans are so harsh. And, like, he was a Cubs fan. And I wanted to, like, tweet at him. It would have been a Twitter beef. Like, but, like, uh, it was, like, he didn't have a lot of followers and, like, nobody, um, you know, nobody had commented on it. So I didn't want to just, like, rag on the guy. But I wanted to be, like, like, yeah, well, you know, look at his numbers from last year, and now this is happening. And also, like, he had a bad 2018 postseason, um, if I recall. And he's he signed a $46 million contract. So it's like, you know, at this point, I think the sample size is like lo- has gone on for lo- a long enough time and is large enough yeah. that it's like this is officially a bust of a contract. Yeah. Oh, and even still, even if you even if you don't want to rule it a bust, it's like, yeah, there's fucking 60 games in the season. So, like, you can't, like, let this guy work it out for like a month. You know, you have to like you you have to move on it now. And it's like the Cubs, luckily, I mean, I can't believe that I'm saying that, like, luckily they have Jeremy Jeffress. But, uh, you know, he's an option. It seems like he's probably going to be first man up. Uh, you know, or next man up, whatever. Um, uh, but uh, I still, I still am saying Rowan Wick should be the goddamn closer. I'll, I'll go to my goddamn grave saying that Rowan Wick should be the closer of this team. Um, but, uh, but yeah. So anyway, um, I don't know. Uh, so, so yeah, that uh, that's a, that's very troubling. Uh, luckily, the Cubs ended up pulling that game out. Uh, I think they're in first place in the Central. Uh, you know, and uh, hey, maybe the maybe the season should end tomorrow because then the Cubs will be the Central Division champs. I guess that's one way to, to look at it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, uh, man, I mean, 
I don't know. It, I don't know what we experienced last night, but um, it was uh, it was about as close to baseball as we'll see. At one point, Jack, we um, you know, we looked, we walked by and we looked inside down the concourse of the stadium, and I said, Jack, this is the only time we're going to see uh, the inside of a stadium uh, this year. Um, That's true. Which is fucking sad and depressing, but uh, so is everything else going on in the world. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. So it is what it is. But um, uh, it was an experience, and. Uh, Man, if only there was a similar thing that you could do for a White Sox game, uh, we would be doing that too. I, I think, you know, we're still trying to figure out like what we could do that's similar uh, for a White Sox game. But uh, other than like standing by the red line and selling water, I don't, uh, you know, I don't really know. I don't really know what else we could do, <laughs> which no. I'm not necessarily opposed to either. Like, yeah, you know, but I definitely think we would get our asses kicked. We would maybe get thrown on the Dan Ryan Expressway, which not would. <laughs> so, yeah, so. I mean, I, I do, I do wonder if those people are are still out there, um, you know, before right. games. Uh, that could be interesting to check out. But uh, yeah, Jeremy, like you said, uh, it was an experience. Uh, you know, not sure what we experienced, but it was. Uh, you know, I definitely think we needed to try and do it at least once uh, during. The season and we did it so uh in that respect i think it was a success yeah agreed um possibly more of a success than the 2020 season overall uh, <laughs> because once again we as we sign off we have to say that we don't know if baseball will still be happening uh when this when this episode drops or at least or even or at least the next episode uh so we we shall see but uh that'll uh that'll call it a day for this one i would say it will so for rain delay theater i'm jack Swakowski. And I'm Jeremy Dionisio. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.